0: In a world gone mad, where the world's currencies have been replaced by toilet paper, two men must stand alone to defend poorly constructed cinema before time runs out. Welcome to Season 2 of In Defense Of, a movie podcast. Two podcast. To defense Dove Hello and welcome back to In Defense of a Movie Podcast It's March 15th, 2020 And we have returned from our hibernation Aaron, how are you doing, man? How are you feeling? I
1: I am well, Um, I am safe despite what's going on in the world today
0: yeah, in these crazy, crazy times we're living in, uh, an intro- yeah. an introvert's dream come true. <laughs> when the yeah. most the the best thing you can do for humanity right now is to stay home in your pajamas and watch films and play games mm-hmm. and listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, which by the way, we are a podcast that is uh, coronavirus free. So
0: <laughs> yes, thank God. Um, A special hello to all of our listeners around the world, Australia, Germany, all over the place. We just want to say uh, hello and we hope that you're well and safe. And um, if you or anybody you know is affected by this terrible virus, um, we just want to say that uh, you're in our thoughts. And um, as the situation develops, we just hope that everybody's safe and everybody's Mm -hmm. keeping their cool and uh, that everyone's getting all the stuff that they need this Aaron, um, this toilet paper thing, man, is out of control. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, super out of control. Like we are here in Canada, and I'm in Edmonton, and it hasn't and it hasn't been too bad over here. But people are still freaking out and uh, buying out all the toilet paper.
0: Yeah. On Friday, we had one of those like uh, click and collect kind of things set up. Um, mm-hmm. for our groceries and they phoned and cancelled on us because everything was out of stock and I was like oh yeah. that's kind of sketchy so we went out to like a uh, Save on Foods kind of grocery store and yeah sure enough a lot of the shelves were bare and it's it's a weird feeling like it's not like there's a mm-hmm. food shortage but there's like all this panic buying happening yeah. and it's really spooky man mm-hmm.
1: it's just like uh, Y2K all over again
0: yeah, yeah so we hope everyone's safe, and um, I mean, we'll, <laughs> we want to be sensitive to the fact that this is a very serious thing and people have yeah. passed away because of it. Um, obviously, there's, you know. <laughs> Obviously, mm-hmm. we want to make jokes about it and be lighthearted about it. But at the same time, we want to be respectful. So we'll <laughs> yeah. try to navigate Please don't this. don't be offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we kind of figured, you know what, in these trying times, um, what better than a little bit of levity to talk about, yeah. uh, you know, talk about some films and try to be optimistic about uh, about what's going on. That's the best we can really do right now.
1: I believe it was Einstein that said, humor is the best medicine. <laughs> Uh, right? <laughs> you weren't supposed to laugh. It like made me burst out laughing. I was trying to be super serious. <laughs> oh my god!
0: So, so Aaron, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Yes. Um since we last spoke, uh, a lot of movies have come and gone. There's oh, been a lot of movie news. So much. So much has happened. So many things are getting
1: pushed back. Where where do we even start? Like I think uh, Star Wars is definitely probably the best place to start.
0: Yeah. So Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. What did you think?
1: oh I, I I feel like all us Star Wars fans have kind of gotten the same conclusion from that movie where it where we all thought it was a good movie and they did the best that they could with like what they had to work with. Uh, but by no means was it like awesome or mind blowing or like inspiring <laughs> like whenever you you compare it to the the other ones, right?
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like so much has been said about the Disney trilogy at this point that we're kind of just, you Mm
1: -hmm. know,
0: tacking on our thoughts at the end, more or less. But, yeah, I mean, Cody and I did that predictions episode uh, a little while before the movie came out. And um, we were, I don't know, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but we were pretty close on a few things and pretty far off on a lot of things. Um, Yeah. If you haven't seen the film, I mean, I'm sure most people have already seen it, but um, I had predicted that Ray would die in the film, um, Mm -hmm. which was half true. (laughs) Um, But honestly, I think our main prediction was that, based on the trailers alone, was that it was going to be a rushed, uh, chaotic mess, um, but it was going to be really pretty to look at. And that's pretty much what I felt, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, man, it's such a weird thing because... The opening crawl in that film brought back the emperor. Like, can I can't think of a crazier yeah. third act yeah, for, a, for a trilogy.
1: Was, yeah, it was it was insane. But I I kind of liked it.
0: Aaron, I kept thinking about like um, I kept comparing it to the Harry Potter films and books. How they yeah. stretched it out and took their time, like. At the end of Goblet of Fire, like, Voldemort comes back, and he's the big bad. But then in the next book and film, The Order of the Phoenix, the entire thing is basically Harry trying to convince people that he is, in fact, back, but, like, not a lot of people mm-hmm. really believe him, and they think it's, like, a, you know, he's just making yeah. it up to get attention. Um, and it's just, like, an entire film was dedicated to the idea of whether he was or was not back. And then, And then in this film... Um, you know how in the opening crawl they talk about that message that went across the galaxy of the Emperor mm-hmm. being like, yo, I'm back. Well, that message wasn't in the film, but it was in a Fortnite broadcast. Like, Wait, what do you mean? So so you know the, you know the Fortnite video game? There was a, um, mm-hmm. I guess they did a trailer event within the game where they yeah. had the actual message that the Emperor said to the galaxy in that game, yeah. live streamed in the game, and then a little movie clip happened right afterwards promoting the film. so oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so backstory information to the film itself was like parsed out in all these different little mediums in order uh, to kind of I hate s- that. It, it was like Prometheus all over again where like everything's yeah. just rushed and you need like uh, a compendium to put together, you know. Mm. And then the novelization yeah. got delayed because they had to change a bunch of stuff in it. And then finally, now that the novelization is out, we're all learning all these different things about Palpatine and what was really going on. I guess now yeah. it's confirmed that he was a clone, etc., etc. Et yada, yada, yada. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of,
1: uh, it was a lot like uh, Game of Thrones for me where the, the last season of Game of Thrones came out. And it was just kind of like, it was like good, but it was overall disappointing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, And so I guess, and so after Game of Thrones ended, I just kind of stopped paying attention to anything that had to do with Game of Thrones. And I guess the same thing happened for me for Star Wars as well as once that third movie came out. I was kind of like, I don't care anymore.
0: Well, so much weird stuff happened in the lead up to this Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. Pretty much the entire thing was leaked out. Did you hear about that that Burger King promotion that happened? I think it was in, shoot, I should have looked it up. Was it in Russia or was it in Germany where this Burger King was giving people spoilers uh, in trade for free food? Like if you subjected yourself to a spoiler, you got to eat like a Whopper meal for free or something. But, what? Yeah, and the spoilers were true. They were they were actually real spoilers. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like,
1: I don't. What is that? <laughs> like, that makes no sense. Who would do that?
0: I have no idea. But by the time everyone sat down in theaters, I I feel like everyone had a really good idea yeah. of where this movie was going to go. So, not me.
1: <laughs> I had to, because I was, like, avoiding everything, so I knew, like, the minimum.
0: I know. Every time I came across Star Wars news, I had to bite my tongue to not send it to you, because I know you don't like the having yeah. the pre-stuff, so... But, yeah, man. So, the Skywalker saga, for better or worse, has come to a close. Um mm. It is what it is. Um Oh, yeah, Aaron, I guess... Season one of Mandalorian wrapped up. What did you yeah. um in, in in lighter Star Wars news, what did you think of the of the season as a whole?
1: Uh overall yeah, no, it was it was obviously like awesome. Yeah. Um the thing that kind of drives me insane is I hate when we get these uh kind of kinda like awesome shows and stuff, but then we have the movies and these awesome characters are like absent from the movies. Yeah. And I don't know I don't know why. That just kind of it kind of drives me insane in that sense because it's like you make these characters out to s- seem like a big deal. But then they're like if they were a big deal, shouldn't they be showing up in a movie? Right. And that kind of whole thing that Star Wars does is kind of kind of kind of just like, I don't know, makes me feel gross if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, they're constantly yeah. trying to find ways around it. Like in Rogue One, where they just have to kill everyone off so they're not in
1: a New Hope. Yeah, <laughs> they just new. them. It drives me yeah. But apart from that, Mandalorian was obviously awesome. Um, John Favreau and uh, oh shoot, I forget his name. Um, Dave Filoni. He, yeah, Dave Filoni. Like they did an amazing job. I hope that they are more involved in Star Wars uh, like content, like down the road here.
0: Yeah, I agree. I remember when we first started talking about Mandalorian, um, I I was really concerned because the third and fourth episodes, kind of, I think it was the third one, um, mm-hmm. where I remember I expressed to you that I was very worried, and then, yeah, but you you had said that it was it was just like episodic, and you know it was yeah gonna kinda, yeah yeah. The thing about the Mandalorian is when you watch that season as a whole, it mm-hmm. is. It is so good. Like it is yeah. so it, even if it wasn't a Star Wars property, it's such quality storytelling.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And yeah, man. I'm glad I'm glad I stuck it out because I would definitely got pessimistic after that. I think it was the third or fourth episode and I yeah. was like, "Oh no, we lost it." But then all of a sudden, it immediately picked back up. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's like a that's a very common thing that happens in in TV shows and seasons and I I realize this became a real problem for me where I'll kinda like meta watch a show. Oh yeah and so I'll like yeah, so I'll know like the three, four episodes in the beginning, depending on how many episodes are in that season, I know they're they're gonna be intense, and then there's like the middle section which is just kind of like blah and then it like ramps up again towards the end, which I swear every season of every TV show does that. It's the classic walking dead yeah, syndrome. Yeah. And so I think what happened when obviously Mandalorian came out is that everyone was used to such a TV format, right? Like a movie where it kinda kinda everything gets explained in one kind of go, but that's it, yeah, like you said, it was episodic.
0: I think moving forward, like the the way to look at this Disney these Disney Plus shows and even like uh a lot of the newer TV shows is You know, Aaron, every time one of these Mandalorian episodes came out, um, you had, like, a thousand different critics reviewing it episode by Mm -hmm. episode. Yeah. Really not giving much um, weight to the series or the season as a whole. Um, Mm -hmm. And I even caught myself doing that when we first started talking about it. But the thing is, is, like, with these series, it's, like, exactly what you're saying. Like, you have to look at it as a big picture now. You can't just, like, you know, get caught up on one episode because it is episodic and you know they're not going to blow their budget all you know on every single episode they got to space it mm-hmm. out and focus on the big climactic pieces and this and that so I think we need kind of a change of um, perspective moving forward with like a lot of these kind of streaming shows mm-hmm. because there are going to be stinker episodes any any TV series has like stinker episodes um, yeah yeah the episode where Mandalorian teams up with that younger guy and they go riding across the desert together, um, mm-hmm. and the entire episode was just kind of like the fan service episode. Um, yeah, that episode, I, like I, I, <laughs> I was, I did not like that episode at all, and was very worried about the future of the series. Mm-hmm. But if I had. You know, if I'd a you know, if we'd have recorded an episode then, I probably would have crapped all over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now looking back, I'm like beaming about it. So I just want to remind folks that, like, probably for my own sake, that, like, with these new Disney Plus shows, especially, especially with new Star Wars content, don't get hung up on just one episode. Power through because you never know what's coming.
1: Yeah. Um, towards the end there, though, I really liked uh, where it ended. And how? Uh, what is his name? Oh, I already forgot. Well, the I can't remember what his name was towards the end of the movie. There. I don't
0: remember his real name. Towards either. the
1: show, yeah, it's been so, it's been a little while. But I like how he how he talks with like that other other lady, the under other like blacksmith Mandalore, and she's like, "You're in charge of him now." Like he is. Uh, you like adopted him so it seems like the baby yoda is gonna become like a crazy badass mandalore like jedi person (laughs) at least that's how they like set it up towards the end of it and if they go in that direction that would be probably one of the most amazing things ever
0: yeah and uh moff gideon is such a cool bad guy yeah yeah I uh, won't. I won't spoil the last couple episodes, just in case you're overseas or some for some reason you haven't seen this yet. But um, mm-hmm. the last couple episodes, man, they are just absolute dynamite. So tense and so well put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So excited about that. It's probably the only Star Wars thing I'm excited about these days. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really expanding the universe right now, and there's a lot of new content coming in like the expanded media, like um, comics and books and all that. Um, yeah. But I don't know, Aaron, do you do you, do you dive into a lot of expanded universe stuff or do you just kind of focus on the films and TV shows and stuff?
1: Uh, well, the problem is now it, it, it's like it's fun to kind of go and read that stuff. But at the same time, at any moment, they can just release a movie and then they drop whatever expanded content is out there and it doesn't become canon anymore. Right. And, and so that makes me less likely to want to read this stuff because then it's like, oh, like... it's just, like, a cool story, that's all it is, but it might not necessarily be in the, like, actual story. So, I don't know. Kind (laughs) of discourages me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I feel like jumping to the expanded stuff, like The High Republic or the novelizations of the movies, it's almost like being inducted into, like, a secret club of, like, Mm -hmm. a select group of people that actually do know all the reasons, and maybe that changes the way you see the films at large. Um, But I feel like life's too busy to, like, digest, you know, Mm -hmm. and and flush out a lot of that movie storytelling. I think I'm definitely in the camp where I want the movie to do the talking. I know a lot of people disagree and be like, well, no, it's nice having books to fill in the blanks, but, you know.
1: Well, in that sense, I definitely agree. Whenever they have the movie that comes out um, and then... And then they have like additional material to fill in the blanks of the movies, which is fine. But what they're doing right now is like they're doing what I can't remember what it's called. It's not Old Republic. The High Republic. High, High Republic, right? And this, so there are no movies about the High Republic. So everything you read right now may just get thrown out the window whenever a movie comes. And so that's what I mean. Like, this new stuff, like, I won't read any of it, but I will, whenever they do decide to make the movies, Yeah. I will, like, read the stuff to fill in the blanks.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. It's just I wish I wish the movies didn't have blanks to begin with, you know? Yeah. I just wish they were more carefully constructed. Like if you had introduced the idea that the Emperor was back in um, The Last Jedi, I felt like I feel like the whole trilogy would look a lot different, you know? Yeah. I wish The Last Jedi ended with Kylo and Ray, you know, you know when he takes extends his hand and they take each other's hands? Mm-hmm. Imagine if they took each other's hands and then you just like heard the Emperor laughing and he appeared in
1: like a hologram or something and you know <laughs> and then cut yeah. to credits and it's like, oh, what? <laughs> but what if Kylo Ren, uh, cultivated the mitochlorians in Ray <laughs> and made her pregnant. And in 10 years, <laughs> we're going to get episode 10. I'm
0: fine with it. I don't even, like, it's, it's hard for me to even care about the, the main movies anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, so, uh, Rey will have a 10-year-old kid by then. And <laughs> it'll be like something weird happening. Someone with It'll a, be a n- another clone name. of like of uh, Darth Sidious again. <laughs> it's like I'm back. Yeah, again,
0: again. From what I understand from the novelization, which I haven't read, I've just parsed from different YouTube videos, um, was that Palpatine's son was a failed clone, and that means Ray's father was a clone of Palpatine, mm. um, but it wasn't a force-sensitive clone. Oh, I see. And then I go cross-eyed and stopped. I stopped caring after that point. <laughs> just... Oh wow!
1: Wait, did it explain um, who all the people were in that like room? I guess
0: they they already lived on Exegol. They were like Sith loyalists uh, and stuff, and they're capped. kind of the ones that were responsible for helping Palpatine get into his clone body. Um, that sounds wrong, like
1: I... the worst like life ever. Living on that planet, just like chanting. <laughs> chanting and like building he started worshiping started. this guy, yeah, yeah like that sounds horrible.
0: It does, it sounds horrible. You know, in, in Rise of Skywalker, where they talk about um, how there's a spy, mm hmm. In the uh, I thought it would have been rad if the spy wasn't Hawks, but was actually one of those cultists that had like fled Exegol and defected. Oh, yeah, that would have been cool because then you could have built some lore about Exegol and explained a little bit more about how the Emperor actually got back, you know, just mm-hmm. slide some. Slide some exposition in there. That would have been nice. Yeah. Instead, the movie's moving at a thousand miles per an hour. <laughs> I don't know, man. This okay. I guess the the rise of Skywalker kind of felt like a magic trick, like stage magic, where it's like sleight of hand. Whereas it just, as long as it moves fast enough, you'll be entertained. But if you stop and try to figure out, figure it out, it's not that good. <laughs> yeah. It was like, hey, look at this. That. Look at this. Look over here. Look at all this. Yeah. yeah. So Aaron, what would your final rating of the Skywalker Saga be? Oh, I give it a seven
1: like overall or yeah,
0: why not? overall Oh,
1: I, overall, yeah I, I would still put it in that seven and a half mm-hmm. area like it wasn't it wasn't bad. it was like by no means good. <laughs> but it was like yep. at least entertaining.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. very entertaining. So what else have you seen since the last time we chatted?
1: Oh, I'm not even sure. I know, off the top of my head, I've seen Bad Boys, uh, like the new, the third one, I guess it is now. Yeah, what did you think uh, of that? It was, uh, it was a bad, bad boys movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite. <laughs> Uh, comment was I think by you where you said Martin Lawrence looked like he ate Martin Lawrence <laughs> 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 uh, which I thought that was like because it was kind of true not the and nicest then Will thing Smith. I've ever said <laughs> yeah <laughs> Will, Will Smith was just classic Will Smith it was I don't know yeah it was like a, an entertaining movie it was uh, it was like by no means like special but entertaining for sure mm-hmm yeah, I don't know what like uh, what are because you've seen Birds of Prey, right? No, I actually
0: didn't go. No, see Birds you of Prey. No, you haven't. No, this um, I was I was humming and hawing it and ended up going to see Sonic huh. instead. And then um, we were gonna go see it, but with all this like virus stuff ramping up. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I should say actually, um, my wife is pregnant, and uh, we we uh, we just announced this on our mm-hmm. social media, um, just a couple weeks ago. We're due in August, um, so. Our uh, our reaction to this virus outbreak has been uh, very cautious, and, and we haven't gone to see a film in a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. Not since Sonic, yeah. actually, because we've just been... There's so many
1: questions, right? So we've been very cautious, but... Um, yeah. Well, truth be told, I don't think uh, there have been many movies that have came out since Sonic. Honestly...
0: Put it this way, like <laughs> there, there's, I haven't seen a movie come out yet this in the last month or so that I'm willing to get sick over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen Birds of Prey, but not for lack of trying. Um, what did you what did you think of it?
1: Birds of Prey was, oh, it's it's been a little while now, but from what I could remember, it was like o- overall pretty entertaining. Um, but again, it, it just seemed like it was lacking something, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was just, I don't know, just something missing. I, can, I can't put my finger on it. So I'm curious to know what um, what you think whenever you go to watch it.
0: Yeah, I'll probably catch it on. I'm hoping that they fast track a lot of these films to streaming since everyone's kind of holed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, as we talk here, I literally just got a text from my boss uh um, saying I have the option to work from home this week. So there you go. Even as we record, oh, wow. things are changing over here. So
1: Yeah, what Jeez. a time to be alive. I
0: know, right? Um <laughs> It's distracting. <laughs> You're like trying to yeah. trying to think about films and the world is losing its marbles. Um, like slow just dying. Aaron, did you see uh did you see Little Women? No, I did not. So uh that was I think that I was... mean, unless you count my mom. <laughs> <laughs> So I I think that was the first film I saw in the new year. Um okay, yeah. And uh my wife and I went and saw it. And it was it was really good, man. It was uh really really strong acting. Um it felt a bit long. It felt it kind of felt like one of those movies that you kept like um kept thinking mm-hmm. it was going to end and then it would go on for another 10 minutes. That kind of film. Yeah. Um, cuz I was unfamiliar with the story. I've never read the book or anything or seen mm. any other iterations of it like i think there's a previous film or something like that but um yeah yeah man it was a good film i would definitely recommend it it's uh it's it's very dramatic but the acting's awesome and uh yeah it was just uh it was definitely very emotional very moving and um yeah i don't know it felt like it felt like a pretty relevant movie in today's climate Mm -hmm. um I'm not sure how much more to say about it. I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. And after that, we saw 1917. Aaron, did you see 1917?
1: Oh no, I haven't seen that, but I do want to uh I do want to. Like it looks amazing.
0: It is amazing for sure. Um, Aaron, this is a this movie was a weird watch for me, man, because mm-hmm. um so much of the advertising was based around the idea that it was filmed in one shot. Yeah. Um, well, at least that's what they tell you. It was filmed to look like one continuous shot.
1: Mm, I see.
0: The thing is, though, I was asking myself the entire time watching this, and, and my wife kind of thought the same thing, was like, would this movie be as popular if it didn't have this quote unquote, uh, I, I want to call it a gimmick, you know, in the filmmaking mm. structure? Yeah. Because like, as someone who watches a lot of films, you might find it distracting while watching the film. Um, which is weird because it's a tense film. It's super tense. It's like a, it's a real like white knuckle ride to the finish line kind of, kind of movie. But at the same time, you can't help but be like, Oh, I see where they cut, might've cut there. Oh, that's neat. They might've stitched it to there. Oh, cool. They moved the camera and you're thinking about the mechanics behind it. And it kind of distracts you from like the realism, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's hard to not see the smoke and mirrors and the mechanics behind the film. Um, which is a really weird like juxtaposition to like a really sobering war story with like a ticking clock scenario in it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, man. Like I I liked the film a lot, but I I'm I'm a bit critical of the the mechanics behind it just mm. because it it seems like it, it seems like baking a gimmick into a film to try to get people to care about Oh, a war story, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I got, I got a little bit cynical at times, but at the same time, it's masterful. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, you can appreciate it, but at the same time, I'm kind of in the other camp where I'm like, yeah, it's cool and all, but I don't know why it had to be a theme park ride to tell mm. this like really intense story.
1: I think that's just the unfortunate side of marketing because the way that I kind of see it is, is this director probably had a vision and wanted to do something a little bit different yeah. and then, and like when tried to do something different and like how how many times do we complain about how like Hollywood is just getting the same and doing the same thing. So it's like, I kind of, I, I hate that it was blown up in the media and like used as a gimmick, but I kind of, I like the fact that there is a guy out there Willing to do risks like this,
0: yeah. And the crummy thing is, is yeah. that like I wish I never watched a trailer for this film because mm. I was kind of surprised when I like after watching the film when the credits were rolling, I was like, oh, they literally showed the climax of the film in the trailer, and oh shit, I didn't know that going into it. Yeah, and so. I- That really took the wind out of my sails. Like, it left a kind of a bitter taste in my mouth because I was like, okay, we have this gimmick. You showed, like, Mm -hmm. the absolute biggest part of the film in the trailer, so we already know that it gets to that point. And it was like, man, whenever you're doing marketing for a ticking clock movie, you have to Mm -hmm. be really careful about not spoiling the... The arrival of your character at their ultimate destination. Yeah, because it, it it completely deflates all of the tension from the film because you, as the movie watcher, you know that everything's gonna work out in the end.
1: And yeah, uh, that's uh, again that's another reason why I avoid trailers because because of that very reason right there.
0: Yeah, I'm really that's you make a strong case for it because this film would have been so much better for me if I, I completely ignored it until I
1: sat in the theater. Mm. Yeah. But like half the time you don't end up even knowing until you like watch the trailer and then you go see the movie.
0: Yeah, or you're you're sitting there watch, you know, in the theater, you kind of Like, I mean, you can avoid trailers to a certain point. You could just go use the bathroom or something, grab some more popcorn, (laughs) but they're kind of thrown in your face. Right. And and a lot of people look forward to the trailers, but yeah, when the trailers are spoiling the climax of the film, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm sick of that, man. That's annoying.
1: Yeah. Or spoiling
0: character deaths like that again. Um, just drives me crazy. Yeah. Aaron, this is kind of an interesting discussion. Uh, Movie marketing has gotten so intense these days because it's so much more competitive, right? Yeah. Between like Instagram, social media stuff, Twitter, Reddit. Mm -hmm. I feel like with modern movies, by the time you sit down in the theater, you're not so much experiencing a movie anymore as you are just like putting the pieces together. Does that make sense? Mm, Yeah, I, I can see that. What would be your advice to people to kind of mitigate that experience? Because... I, for one, am getting pretty sick of it.
1: Oh, honestly, I would uh, just, like, whenever... Because it's almost impossible to completely, um, like, 100% avoid things. Yeah. Uh, Like, I'm trying to, right now, avoid um, all the stuff about the new Batman film coming Mm up. Uh, 'cause like i i don't wanna i don't wanna see anything like i don't wanna see um i like i don't wanna see what the the bat bike or the batmobile looks like i wanna i wanna experience it for the first time when I like sit down to watch the movie yeah. and so whenever i like i like i um see something on social media I'll just quickly like Kind of like move it out of my way, or like scroll down, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I, I would just suggest kind of trying to do the same thing, and then um, and trying to avoid things because, yeah, like the way that trailers are going and everything's going, it's just kind of if you want that true movie going experience, I think the best way to do it is to just have a like a real neutral, like kind of blank slate when you go in.
0: Yeah, man, I miss uh, I miss the era where. Trailer teaser teaser trailers were like a minute long. Mm-hmm. You know? It yeah. takes me back to that Godzilla teaser where Godzilla's foot comes down yeah. and crushes the T Rex. And you get that yeah. sense of scale and that's like it. And you're just like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I don't even need any more information.
1: Yeah, like like vague vague, in my opinion, is the is the best route. If that's what uh like movie movie like trailer makers or whoever they are uh, want to go I would definitely say like keep it vague but like interesting you yeah. know like suspenseful but vague yeah I agree that's good advice and don't be misleading either mm. get rid of that that's that's in my opinion even worse when you mislead someone in the trailer and then the, like how many times have we seen that oh man that scene in a trailer doesn't even show up in a movie that drives me insane or the
0: tone's completely different Remember yeah. when we talked about all about Steve and all the marketing made it look like this, like, rom-com about, uh, about yeah, like, two yeah. people getting together when, like, the actual film is completely a different story? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve's got it all. <laughs> you know, it's like, give me yeah. a break, man. Um, let's talk about, did you see this year's best picture winner, Parasite?
1: Parasite. No, I have not seen oh, it. Man. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, okay, duh don't we can't we don't don't ruin it for me I like have I want to see it, but I've been waiting I've been waiting like to watch it with some friends so we haven't done it yet. Mm.
0: okay so all I'll say is that I really enjoyed it. um uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't now this I was really happy with because uh both myself and my wife avoided all trailers avoided everything to do with this film. yeah um by the time we went and saw it, it was already. Um, it it had already been nominated, I think. And we went and saw it in like, uh, you know, you know, like theater cinema, whatever, like cinema 10 where they, you know, put the, 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 you know, like a movie's been out for a while. Let's just throw it in the back and whatever, you know, we walk in, there's probably like 30 other people in the cinema Mm -hmm. and we had no idea where it was going and it, yeah, up until up until the very end you are left on the edge of your seat. So I I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. I was surprised okay. that it got nominated in one best picture, but at the same time um it's pretty cool to see. It's definitely a first uh in Hollywood. So it's mm. pretty cool, man. That makes me excited. Yeah, and and honestly there there's been some weird like kind of semi racist things that have sort of surfaced because of this film. There there was some some <laughs> for lack of a better word some douchebag on youtube that did this ranting video about why a korean film shouldn't be allowed to win best foreign film and best picture
1: why is parasite then nominated for that again how many fucking people in this country seen parasite i guarantee it's probably two percent of the population it's ridiculous
0: i just want to say like I'm not on board with that. You know, <laughs> go, away. go away. If a movie's good, it <laughs> yeah. deserves an award. Um, yeah. I, I did give this some thought. I did give it some thought because I was thinking about like how my own perception of the Academy Awards was definitely like the Hollywood Awards per se. Not like mm-hmm. I didn't think about the Hollywood Awards as like sort of a global kind of thing um, yeah. in my mind, but that was because, you know, growing up in a certain certain demographic and everything like that. But I think yeah. it's cool, man. I think I think uh as Hollywood grows and becomes more quote unquote globalized and more films get a chance to kind of step through, it was definitely yeah. refreshing to have a film as bizarre as parasite um do so well and get the accolades it deserves so if this bothers you like Donald Trump said <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. where's gone with the wind where's the you know no, yeah. Yeah. honestly oh ah.
1: Uh, uh, All I can go away, Donald. All I can say
0: is you're on the wrong side of history. You know, good good movies are good movies. That's all you need to know. You know,
1: yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's how I see it. It doesn't matter where they're from. If they're good, they're good. They're good. good, They're good. Yeah. Uh, We should talk about Sonic. Yeah, let's do it. Because that was a masterpiece.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sonic, a little ball of super energy, in an extremely handsome package. On my planet, people were always after my powers.
1: So I came to yours. It gets a little lonely, but that's okay. I am living my best life on Earth.
0: Oh! <laughs> Ow! At the plate, Sonic!
1: At the bridges Mount also Sonic! Wanna get drunk and put the boat in the water? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite line from that movie. And I'm going to leave it with zero context.
0: <laughs> so the long-awaited Sonic the Hedgehog after the character redesign. Yes. Oh, Which, in retrospect,
1: was an awesome decision, honestly. Okay, let me ask you yep. this, though. Do you think it was a marketing ploy? No,
0: I don't. I, I, I've given this a lot of thought. Um, I actually don't. I honestly believe that they were just trying to make it their own and put some distance between Mm -hmm. the the cinematic version and the game media stuff Uh, the only reason i say that is because you see that so often in hollywood Mm -hmm. um a a perfect example of this would be say the bat suit okay growing up it always drove me nuts that every incantation of batman felt the need to redesign the bat suit (laughs) like Mm. it never made sense to me um and it made Bruce Wayne. It kind of diminished him a little bit mm. because it seemed like there wasn't a reason he did it. Like it's like he just did it.
1: Oh, really? That was my like <laughs> one of my favorite parts of them.
0: I, I I feel like Hollywood has a tendency to make their own versions of things, and I think a lot of it has to do yeah. with like um, merchandising and toys and things like that. Yeah. Because if you don't separate it visually from like other mediums, then maybe people won't be as inclined to spend their money on those new iterations of things. So you have to make Movie Sonic look different than Game Sonic so that when you know people feel like they want Movie Sonic merchandise, it's specifically visually different. Um, mm-hmm. That's my best theory on that. But at the same time, uh, that Movie Sonic looked like a nightmare. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know, Aaron. It is, it, it's a weird day and age that we live in where the internet can fundamentally change the design of a character in a film before its release
1: but credit to that uh credit to the makers there for taking the advice of of like the people and doing that because how often do you see that
0: yeah i heard a lot of stuff online people comparing that situation to the new terminator film because tim miller to this day isn't taking accountability for uh the movie's performance he's yeah. He's saying that it was um, the result of a bunch of internet trolls complaining about like the messages in the film, and is completely ignoring sort of the general quality of the film. Um, yeah, because what happened was when, uh, not to spoil it, when the movie's opening was kind of leaked, um, a bunch of people were like, "This is insane! You can't do this! You should really change it." It was the same kind of backlash. Oh, really? Okay, but it was from sort of a, a different, a different group of people. It wasn't. It wasn't the difference i think is exposure because the thing that happened with sonic was very like memeable if that makes sense mhm yeah yeah where so you were able to create this tidal wave of support and even people that don't specifically care about Sonic, were able to jump on that hype train because it was a memeable image, like the the Sonic with the teeth and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with something like with what happened with Terminator, it wasn't so much a visual thing that people could jump on and meme and spread. It was more so like yeah. a leak where people were like, you know, it was more of an the culty following of people who were like super yeah. invested. That makes sense. So the problem is, is, it's rad that the internet was able to do this for the film's benefit, um, but at the same time, Aaron, I feel like this is a super specific instance. Like that can't happen with a yeah. film, right?
1: No, but I'm happy the movie did well because hopefully that means we get more, uh, video game like based, uh, movies.
0: Yeah, I agree. We had a ton of fun, uh, watching it and, yeah. uh, yeah, man, that and detective Pikachu are such a breath of fresh air.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's about time we had some good, some good like video game movies. Yeah, definitely. I love the tone, man. The tone of Sonic was just, like, uh, it, it it was self-aware and it was fun, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it really felt they, like a throwback film.
1: They did a really good job of, like, pulling in current vet, in events and, like, uh, you know, like, how the media is and, like, relating to people, like, nowadays, too, in that movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I found Sonic a little <clears> abrasive <throat> at times, like, a little bit annoying. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was a ton of fun. But
1: that is Sonic,
0: though. Yeah, that's true. It is Sonic, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just kept thinking of that Sammy classic Sonic fan kid. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Man, I wonder what his reaction was on the... uh... I hope wherever he is, he's just super happy. (laughs) Yeah. If someone out there can connect us with him, please do it.
0: (laughs) What are you going to learn? That your actions have consequences.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it was, but overall, like, it was a fun, like, great movie. And Jim Carrey, I felt like, did such an amazing job. Yeah, uh, I'm really happy that they kind of gave him free reigns to kind of do whatever you whatever he wanted, because I think that's when you get the best Jim Carrey.
0: Yeah, totally. I think, eh. yeah, I, I kind of wanted him to go a bit further in a few places. Um, mm-hmm. th- there was a lot of, like, science garbly dialogue that they made him do, you know? Yeah, Where, yeah. And it's um it's a little uncharacteristic of Jim Carrey, but I, I I wish he would have been like a little more unleashed. But then at uh, near the end of the film, not to spoil anything again, um you kind of realize that if they do do a sequel, then we are going to definitely get a more insane Jim Carrey, which is great. <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't wait. You know what I mean? Like I kept thinking the whole movie like, "Oh man, they're really keeping keeping the reins on him." But then you're like, yeah. "Oh, okay, I get it. Like they they turned Jim Carrey up to 8 so he can go up to 11 if we ever see him again." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Okay, okay. Now I'm more excited for a sequel than anything."
1: <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job of like uh, pumping it up for a sequel. Yeah. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, totally. So, Aaron, um Bloodshot came out this weekend and I really wanted to go yeah. see
1: it, but now I'm too nervous to yeah I will be making the uh the journey out of my house into the barren wasteland uh <laughs> corona infested wasteland among the people to see this movie, but I have not seen it yet.
0: How many reams of toilet paper does it cost to see a film these days uh i i I
1: don't know. <laughs> I think it's like kind of like a haggling bartering situation <laughs> where I gotta go there with like my toilet paper and like Caveman grunt at the person. <laughs> like show him my <laughs> show my toilet paper to them. We're going straight up Mad Max out there. Like rub it on their face to show them it's like three ply, sharp and soft. <laughs> like it's the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the high currency. The the good stuff. Yeah. 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 You get it. We all thought it
0: was going to be bottle caps, man, but turns out it's been toilet paper this whole time.
1: Yeah, you know. I like that. I feel like there should be, I can't wait in like a year or two when someone comes out with like some sort of movie or show or something about like what's happening. I feel like Rick and Morty will do an episode about like the coronavirus. Wouldn't it be
0: awesome if like the next Mad Max movie, instead of it being about like gasoline or water, it was just about like toilet paper
1: and everyone (laughs) had like these
0: hot rotted toilets that they were riding around on. Oh, yes. Yes, 100%. <laughs> they were all I tr- want
1: to see this movie.
0: They're all just trying to get to Toilet Town instead of like Gas yeah. Town. Yeah. And it's just like <laughs> this massive Costco in the middle of the desert just full of toilet paper and Lysol wipes. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. It's coming, man. In my head it already exists. <laughs> mhm. It seemed like there were a lot of films to look forward to this year. We had a new James Bond, yeah. Batman, Fast
1: and Furious, yeah but now everything is getting pushed back, mm-hmm, yeah, so it's kind of a bummer. um, I don't understand why fast fast nine is it fast nine,
0: yeah fast nine,
1: yeah. Fast 9 had to be pushed back to 2021. I like, you know, it made sense James Bond moved to, what is it, November now? Yeah. But I don't see why it was like an entire year that delayed Fast 9. Because it was like set to come out, not what, in like the next month or so, right? I think it
0: was in May or something like that. Yeah, really, oh, okay. really close. yeah. close.
1: Yeah, and so now it's like one year uh, pushed back, which is kind of extreme in my mind if Hobbs and Shaw didn't do as well as it did that wouldn't have happened yeah that makes
0: sense I think Vin Diesel's got a lot riding on fast 9 where he has something to prove now Um, Mm. because as we talked about like Dwayne Johnson's nowhere near fast 9 and I think I think from in like if I'm looking at it from his standpoint um, there it's the proving grounds right because this big beef war started about like um, between the two films Uh, You know, where you had like uh, Michelle Rodriguez coming out and saying like, oh, Hobbs and Shaw has nothing to do with Fast 9. We're looking for justice for Han is coming. All this kind of stuff was happening. And so it kind of makes sense to me that they want to release it under the most ideal circumstances. Hmm. Um, Because, yeah, if if this doesn't outdo Hobbs and Shaw or do just as well, then that's going to say that people's perceptions of what Fast and Furious is as a saga has changed and mm, that would be... That makes sense. That'd be kind of heartbreaking. Because it would mean... And I think, honestly, I think it has changed. I think people are more... Uh, I think people are more attracted now to the Looney Tunes side of Fast and Furious and less about, like, the the core family <laughs> message. Mm.
1: <laughs> well, it was... Originally, I think it was Cars what, it, like, attracted people.
0: Do you remember in, like, the very first film when they were, like, riding around in Honda Civic stealing, like... DVD players are like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they
1: they've grown up so much how times have changed yeah. we were all so young <laughs> yeah oh my gosh oh
0: man so I'm just let's see here what else do we have for catch up it's been so long um mm. oh i had uh i went and saw um the Jay and silent bob reboot Okay. Yeah. Back in the winter there, I went to the um, the reboot roadshow tour. So Jay, uh, Kevin Smith and uh, Jason Mewes were there, and, and and that was such a fun experience. Um, mm-hmm. The Jay and Silent Bob reboot. If you're into Kevin Smith films at all, this felt like almost like the Avengers Endgame of Kevin Smith films, where mm. it kind of pulled from everything, and uh, it had a lot of heart, like which is surprising to say about a Kevin Smith like a Jay and Silent Bob film. But um, yeah. it had a lot of heart, and it was a ton of fun, and um, I really enjoyed it, and I recommend it, but only if you are well-versed in Kevin Smith films. Otherwise, mm, yeah, okay. the references might just be a bit nauseating, because <laughs> most yeah. of what it is is references to other Kevin Smith films. Um,
1: uh, let me ask you this, Dan. Yes. Do they smoke weed? in real life (laughs) no in the show on the movie
0: (laughs) yes i believe that they do okay okay
1: i was wondering about that
0: (laughs) now here's marketing for that film they came up with their um they partnered with some company in california and released these like three different strains of actual marijuana um oh okay that they sell the kevin smith's company like cells like blunt man and chronic weed or something and those strains are actually in the film so if you were if you were like a californian you could literally like smoke the weed they smoke in the film and while watching Mm -hmm. the film so (laughs) that's that sounds like an experience well if you'd asked me like five years ago if that would ever happen as a marketing tool (laughs) it would just never occur to me so it's
1: just again what a time what a time to
0: be alive yeah my gosh yeah i never thought Uh, that i would be expecting my first born in the middle of a pandemic but here we are yeah um let's see is there any other catch-up to do oh i went and saw this is random uh, i went and saw that fantastic fungi movie that's making the rounds it's like this independent film about uh it was a fungi or fungi i don't even know but it was about um mushrooms and mycelium and how they Interact with nature and all the medical possibilities They might uh, pose It was narrated by Brie Larson And it was really, really cool, really eye-opening Really interesting stuff Oh, I'd like to see that I highly recommend it, it was really, really cool Lots of cool time-lapse footage And a lot of stuff I'd never really thought about before So that was pretty fascinating Yeah, sweet Aaron, do you got anything else? Any other catch-up stuff?
1: Um... No, I don't have too much stuff. I guess the next, the only other thing that I've been really watching is uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, baby! And <laughs> yeah, so I, I have like growing up, I remember it always being on the t- on TV and being like, ah, change the channel. I hate this <laughs> show and like just didn't understand it as a kid. And, and now I watch it in my like adult age, and I am like head over heels into this show. Like I, I love it so much. I feel like almost every episode that I've watched in every like Out of, what is it, 20-something episodes in one season? Yeah. I think maybe, like, two or three I found to be kind of boring. A little dry. Yeah, yeah, a little dry, but for the most part, like, I found almost every episode, like, riveting and and, and have been enjoying it so much. So I don't know if there's any of you guys out there who are kind of, like, a little skeptical about Star Trek, because, like, I know I was for the longest time and didn't want to watch it. And I started watching it and absolutely, like, love it.
0: Yeah, it is such a classic yeah. series. It is so stinking good. I started rewatching it um, just the other day because as you were telling me, I was like, Yeah, freak, yeah. I
1: should I should start
0: watching that again. It's on Netflix and everything. So um, I watched yeah. the the two parter pilot and man, I had forgotten just how good it is.
1: Yeah. Um there is like I, I I'm like I love anime and I watch a lot of animes. Yeah, and I keep saying that this show reminds me of uh, like watching an anime because in anime, like there's something about the Japanese people where I just they have they have something figured out like how to live with one another and like treat people. Yeah. And it, o- it always comes out, like, evidently in animes and stuff and where there's this kind of, like, uh, human first mentality and, like, and uh, kind of, like, pumps you up that way. And I find that Star Trek does the same sort of thing and the way that they go about it and, like... And because it's set in the future and they're trying to say that, like, this is what humanity should eventually become, like, more tolerant, more accepting and, like, all these things, but while also embracing their, like, human, um, like, what is it human attributes right like still acknowledging all that stuff yeah anyways it's just like overall has a really good message in it and yeah it's just just a fantastic show yeah. i'm i'm ter- i'm being converted to a trekkie that's what's happening
0: this is what this is what the virus has done to us man <laughs> it's it's forced us to it's forced us to bury our heads and stuff we've kind of like neglected a little bit we're like you know what i should watch that <laughs> Yeah, man. I saw, okay, this is a total segue, but I saw this like interview that like, I don't know, like CBC or something did with this like uh guy who was, he's been in self-isolation for a couple weeks because he uh, had contracted the virus and he was a younger guy. Mm-hmm. And they were asking him like, so what have you done to fill your time? And he was like, I've read so many books and I'm learning, a, I'm learning German and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I was just like, man, that. This guy's like living the dream of actually having enough time to do some of those random hobbies you've forgotten or neglected. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, God. If that like happened to me, I'd be like, what have you done? I've watched uh, about like six seasons of this show. Like, yeah, I've now seen every about a thousand movies. Yeah. 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 Like all the, all the like whatever franchises of Star Trek, that's probably what would happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, do you have any interest in any of the new iterations of Star Trek, whether it be Discovery or Picard? Does any of that interest you? you?
1: Uh, Picard definitely interests me. Yeah, um, that's kind of why the reason that I started because like I started with the original series, and I've always planned to watch TNG, but I wasn't sure if I was going to watch any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then the Picard show came out, and it, and I was like, well, I can't jump into Picard without watching TNG, so I had gotcha. to, I had to start there.
0: Gotcha, yeah I wonder how many people yeah. Are on that boat, right?
1: Mm-hmm uh, I was just gonna ask you Have
0: you heard much About the Picard show? So everything I've heard About Picard Has been super negative um, Except for oh, a couple Of my okay. friends Except for a couple Of friends that have Really liked it But mm-hmm. any of the review shows That I like I, I trust and put a lot Of like weight in um, They mm-hmm. have all said Super negative things About it But most of them Are like Are, 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 are Trekkies per se That grew up Watching TNG And, and all the, the more Heady yeah. series is, Right, so um. So I'm hesitant. I don't know if I'll ever actually watch it because I just don't want to sour the memory of everything I've grown up watching. I feel like I'm pretty protective eh. of a lot of this stuff now. Where I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that makes sense. I feel like uh, you know, I already I already had to watch Picard go through this weird transformation for the the standalone movies that they did. You know, so I don't know if I really want to dive back into the Picard story. I felt like it oh, was already. Oh God, what up. does that
1: mean? What do you mean he had to go through a transformation for the movies?
0: Oh, have you ever watched the... Cause have you
1: watched, like, no. First Contact and Nemesis? No, I, like, I don't know where those fall in and when I should watch them, but I plan to watch them.
0: Well, you, you gotta watch them after you've finished the Star Trek Next
1: Generation series. Okay, it's, like, after the season is done. Yeah, because basically... Or, what, like, the series... Yeah, okay, So Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, because what happens is they, like, they basically fundamentally change his character... Mm. they make him a lot more aggressive they make him more of like action man (laughs) whereas like in Next Generation he's this he's he's practically a Shakespearean character where he's just like Mm -hmm. this really sober really clinical you know really like uh, think first act next kind of guy you know Mm. Mm -hmm. and they kind of gut him and turn him more into like um action hero guy if that makes sense Mm. dang um I'm pretty protective of Jean-Luc. I don't know if I wanna to... <laughs> I don't know if it's fair fair enough. <laughs> I don't know if I can saint. take it. Yeah. He's Saint Jean-Luc. <laughs> I don't know, man. The 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 crazy thing the crazy thing in our generation is that we've had to see every series that we've ever held dear to us um, evolve and change over a very yeah. quick period of time. Yeah. Yeah, not all of it for good, in, in my in in my opinion, I guess. So,
1: yeah, uh, it was like they were saying a while ago that they were thinking about doing a re- reboot of Back to the Future. Yeah, my goodness. And like, I, I guess that kind of got squashed. But I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, thank God it got squashed.
0: Yeah, there was a time when the idea of reboots and remakes excited me, and I think it was like in the early two thousands. Because I was like, "Oh, right on! We have all these, you know, special effects, and and every- things have gotten so much better. Let's! I would love to revisit these old series and trilogies and franchises and whatever." Mm-hmm. But in 2020, I've grown a lot more cynical about it, where I'm just like, "No, let's just leave that alone."
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And now we have Matrix Four next year, uh, but that is okay because <laughs> it's not a remake. Aaron,
0: I have to ask you, I know we're running a bit long with this episode, but it's okay because everyone's stuck in their houses, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Aaron, is John Wick and the Matrix in the same universe? Uh, Possible. Highly possible. I have seen a lot of convincing stuff online about how Neo is actually John Wick and John Wick is in a simulation, and I've seen some really convincing arguments about a lot of this stuff. And so I needed to get your opinion on this.
1: I feel like if that was the case and Neo was in a simulation, the only way that it could be is that if Neo didn't know he was in a simulation, because if he was like willingly in the simulation, he would be kicking like even more ass than he would as like John Wick, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, but like as of right now, John Wick and The Matrix 4 coming out on the same day, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, all the things The Day of
1: Keanu Reeves.
0: As of right now, who knows what really schedule is going to look like next year. It's going to be insane. Yeah. But like as of right now, um they're coming out on the same day, and it begs the question like why? <laughs> you know, mm. the, the the core argument I saw which was really convincing and I should cite this video, forgive me for not doing so, but there was um basically the idea was that John Wick was the simulation trying to control neo by putting him in a simulation where he lost love because love was the core thing in the matrix that kept him going and, and made him rebel against the simulation was the fact that he loved mm-hmm. trinity so in order to like keep him in check the idea was put him in a simulation where he lost his love so he's still this untoppable killing machine like neo would be but he doesn't know that he's in a simulation because he's... oh interesting yeah and there's been a few like leaked set photos and pictures from the filming of matrix 4 and it's not really surprising but keanu reeves kept his long hair and his beard yeah. and stuff he hasn't gone all clean cut like you would think neo would be yeah so i'm on edge about this because oh man and you gotta be crazy and Lawrence Fishburne is in John Wick as well and there's there's you know in the last John Wick film um, John Wick literally says the guns lots of guns line like Mm. there's a lot of little nods and hints here um, that possibly they are the same person just in different simulations.
1: God, at the end of the new Matrix movie, they're just going to put him into simulation and then he's going to wake up to his like dog being murdered or something. <laughs> like, Honestly,
0: yeah. I am 100% on board with that idea.
1: Oh, man, that'd be insane. Uh, do you have a plan for when both movies come out on the like same day? Are you going to try to see them both? I
0: think so. Honestly, I think yeah, so. Yeah,
1: me too. I really I think I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah, I got a feeling the way the internet's going I got a feeling that people are going to make it a thing. Like, it's going to be like a Keanu Day. People are going to wear t-shirts and, like, you know...
1: uh, Oh, I hope so. He deserves it. Yeah,
0: I got a feeling it's going to be a big deal. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what would be rad is if in The Matrix 4 they go completely meta and they in-universe every movie that Keanu's ever been in and they say that that's all iterations Mm -hmm. of Neo and simulations. So, like, every single movie Keanu Reeves has ever done would just be like... A different iteration of Neo being that simulated character, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that would be insane. Where they just tie together every movie from like Speed to Johnny Mnemonic. It's all <laughs> just different Neos.
1: <laughs> oh man, you know what else? I I wish the Bill and Ted's movie was releasing on that day as well. That would be insane. Oh man,
0: that'd be so crazy. You know what? I, you know it's a weird fact that I learned is I was looking at. I was curious about this because I was re-watching John Const- or Constantine. Um
1: mm-hmm. and
0: oh, you watched it? Yeah. Oh, I want to. <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, it's hit and miss. It's pretty good. It's not too bad. Um, yeah. But uh, I was curious about this. I was like, man, how many times has Keanu Reeves played someone named John? I bet it's a lot. And it turns out that it's in not counting last names. As of like twenty twenty, he's played someone named John ten times.
1: Oh, wow. That's got to be some sort of record.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering if this is a common thing, like if it's just because John's a common name or if Keanu Reeves yeah. just likes playing people named John, is it just easy for him to kind of like wrap his head around?
1: <laughs> hey God. If someone could put us in contact with <laughs> Keanu Reeves so we could ask him this question, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really, really interesting. I wonder if this is a common acting actor thing or if it's just like an anomaly with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He, oh. he likes playing characters Crazy. named John or Johnny or Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. Pretty crazy. What a time to be alive. So Aaron, is there any other, uh, gosh, yeah, I know we're just going to be kind of like word, word vomit here, but I just, there's so much we haven't talked about, but,
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: is there any other catch up you want to do before we, anything else that you've seen before we pull this train into the station?
1: uh not too much i don't know if there's any like i'm i'm a car guy and uh like i don't know if any any of you guys out there enjoy car movies but i saw the ford versus ferrari oh yeah what'd you Uh, think of that i i enjoyed it like uh it's kind of weird because when like as a true car guy i always wish that there is more about the cars But I think we're such, like, a limited audience that wants movies to specifically be about cars and, like, building them. And so Ford versus Ferrari was kind of more on the dramatic side with how, like, Ford handled things and, like, the games that they kind of played and, you know, and what Ferrari was at the time – but and it was like less about the cars, mm. and so that that was like my only criticism. But overall, I like definitely enjoyed it, and it was uh, it was like a like a good movie. It was, it's cool if you if you know the history of like Carroll Shelby and Ferrari, and the. Uh, le mans race and stuff like that uh, that whole the history of it like if if you like that stuff because there is such a rich history that goes along in racing and uh they kind of touch on all that stuff and i know that like kind of the newer generation doesn't really care about that stuff but it's very interesting to me and uh yeah if you like car movies and car history then i like highly suggest it
0: that really surprises me, honestly, because, like, I haven't seen it yet, but the trailer definitely made it look like the emphasis was on, like, trying to build a car <laughs> to compete. hmm So, yeah. so the folk, but the focus of the film isn't actually on, like, the building of the car.
1: No, like the the car is like like obviously they they get it they test it and stuff but they they do like a like there's a few things that they do but they don't go into it like deep it's very surface level uh, type of stuff that they touch on.
0: Oh man, that's that seems so different than what was advertised.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that, that, at least that's how I felt, mm-hmm. and for me that kind of took away from it. Um, but like I said, I'm like. Uh, certified tr- like mechanic and i'm always going to want to just watch things about like cars like i could just stay on like watch on youtube how to like rebuild motors and things like that stuff's entertaining to me and so i may be a little bit unreasonable with my uh requests of what i want to <laughs> request <laughs> <laughs> just watching some guy build a car is pretty much all i watch so it's
0: it's a decent movie but not maybe not for like the discerning mechanically no, inclined
1: I, yeah no like i said like you're you're going to enjoy Like, if you're a car guy, you're gonna enjoy it, like, regardless.
0: Yeah, awesome, man.
1: Yeah,
0: um, oh, yeah, another thing I had in my notes here. I finally, I'm way late on this, but Aaron, I finally watched that Alita Battle Angel
1: movie. Oh, yeah, and I okay, tell me your thoughts. So, I think I
0: avoided it when it came to theaters because I thought it looked like typical, like, you kind of already know what the story is before you go in, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. <laughs> like, yeah. I really enjoyed it, man. I thoroughly liked it. Uh and I hope they do another one. I'm going to be honest with you. I I was really surprised by this film. Like uh it was definitely a bit paint by numbers plot-wise, but um yeah. I loved the characters and the acting and the concept and yeah. the visuals and yeah, I honestly don't really have anything bad to say about it besides it being a little bit cliché. I hated the
1: uh romance between the two.
0: Yeah, that definitely right. Yeah, I guess you know what, I can see that. I I definitely it felt a bit forced and a bit janky. Yeah yeah.
1: I just wish that the like the guy was just like, if I were you and you were me then I'd use your body to get to the top. <laughs> I wish he said that. <laughs> you at you some can't point, stop me that? no matter who you are. <laughs> yeah. That would have yeah, if they would have thrown in that line a hundred a hundred percent that movie would have got for me. I think that guy was just
0: not a very good actor.
1: Yeah, maybe that's what it was. I see. He was just weird, but like the the girl who played like their character was all like I, I really liked her as it, and I would definitely see the second one knowing that that guy died. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that's like to me that like made it made me more intrigued to know if yeah. there's like a sequel coming.
0: Yeah, but I, in retrospect, I really wish I went and saw it in theaters. I think the marketing for that film was a little bit crappy, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I don't feel like it really painted a, I I think it tipped its hand too much on what it was. They should have left a little more to the imagination because, um, Mm -hmm. the trailers made it look like, you you know, you know, when you like watch trailer and you're like, Oh, I feel like I've already seen the film before you like even see it. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, the trailers for this new invisible man film, like where I feel subconsciously like I've already seen the film without having seen the film because of the trailer, Mm. it just gives away like everything. Um yeah.
1: this this invisible man movie is like a monster movie isn't it
0: Technically yeah I mean it's that's like yeah. universal
1: monster lineage yeah yeah, Yeah. so the, you know what? I wasn't, um, like, I was not interested in seeing The Invisible Man at, at all until I heard that it was like, hey, it's actually a monster movie, and so it intrigued me a little bit because I love monster movies.
0: Are they just low-key taking another crack at the DC, or the Universal Dark Universe or whatever it was called?
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, I have <laughs> no idea.
0: They're like, okay, what if we just slowly come at it and not put a label on it? Does this mean we're yeah. going to get another crack at The Mummy? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, i couldn't finish i don't know Aaron. oh man
1: the tom cruise one was terrible
0: i couldn't get through it i on it we turned it off after about an hour we were just like this no is... what
1: what's gonna happen is there's gonna be like a res, resurgence in brendan Fraser's career and he's gonna come back for like and he's gonna be an old man like mold man into like a reboot of the mummy franchise or like something anyways that would be pretty cool what was his name rick
0: in the in the mummy movies, was it Rick or something? I can't remember his last name, but he, he had like oh. such an adventurous kind of name.
1: I'm, yeah, honestly, that's been on my list of like movies to rewatch forever. I love those films; they're definitely
0: a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about being a kid and watching them uh, just like brings you so much joy.
0: Yeah, I remember that when that second Mummy movie was announced and it was coming, man, we, my family, we were so excited. Like we must have watched the trailer a hundred times just getting ready Mm -hmm. to see that film. The second one wasn't super good, but like, yeah, man, those mummies are, those mummies are still like a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. Well, Aaron, I know we we were kind of all over the place, but we haven't done this in a while, and there was a lot to say, and you know what? This is the time for long drawn out podcasts, I think, so.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So sit back, maybe make like a uh, toilet paper throne out of all the toilet paper that you've collected. Yes. Crack open a Corona, (laughs) like have a seat on your toilet paper throne and uh, turn this podcast, or wait, yeah, listen to this podcast.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's I guess the the main takeaway from this episode is that we have returned and we got new episodes mm-hmm. on the way. Yeah, we spent a few months kind of deliberating what we wanted to do, where we wanted to go with this sucker, and you know we had some we had some disagreements that we worked through, <laughs> which is all part and parcel of the creative <laughs> process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here we are. We're back and we're ready to talk about films.
1: And uh, yes, yeah,
0: so. From the comfort of our our military bunker installations.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And thank you to all those uh, people who reached out and were wondering uh, where we were and when a new episode was coming. We're sorry that it took this long.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like we said, you know, lots changed. I'm expecting a newborn. We're living through our first pandemic. Lots of exciting stuff's happened. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know what? Uh, Honestly, everyone, let's just stay positive. That's that's honestly what so much of this podcast is about in the first place, is just looking on the light side of life and staying positive mm-hmm. and finding the good and terrible things, <laughs> so. Exactly. And again, like if you're affected by this, you're, you're in our hearts and uh, we just, uh, we can't wait for this to be all be behind us so we can get back to focusing on the bright side of life, man. Mm-hmm. So from all of us at In Defense Of, a movie podcast, we just wanna say thank you for sticking with us. If you're listening to this, And uh, we will catch you in the next episode.
1: And wash your hands and share your toilet paper with those in need. (laughs) Yeah, in that order. (laughs) Yes. And then wash your hands again after you (laughs) hand them the toilet paper. Yeah.
0: All right, everyone. See you later. Bye.